Whether you are in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, enter the Cat Cave with your guy, Ryan Frick, and Michael Davis to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Cat Cave, part of the Keep Pounding Podcast Network as a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Again, your guy, uh, Ryan Frick. I keep wanting you to say Bully Rye for my other show uh, here, along with Michael Davis. Uh, Michael, how's it going, man? It's been a fun week. We got the first rookie training came out the way. Uh, how's everything going, bud? Everything is going really good for me. We were talking backstage about a couple of things. Went to my night raw. You and I both host wrestling podcasts on Wednesdays here on tobacco road sports radio. And it's, uh, it, it was good getting that time to where I can like, okay, sit away from everything else and just, enjoy a passion and you know feel that and now we get to talk some panther football on the keep pound podcast network yeah i decided to be uh be festive today and wear one of my throwback panthers jerseys um so we can get right into it yeah like i said they had the first rookie training camp over the weekend we got to see uh bryce young or say we got to see they got to see bryce young in action we saw some photos from training camp he is wearing his college number number nine don't think there's really anything significant to that. Um, but, you know, they, they they keep saying that they're going to start him off behind Andy Dalton on the depth chart. I've been on record as to say that this is all smoke and mirrors. When they get to fall camp, that's what's going to happen. It's, it's going to flip-flop. He will take over the starting job before week one. Um, any any thoughts on the fact that they're, they're driving home that he is still number two on the depth chart? You You said it. You have to start him week one, right? Like, and I get, okay, you know, you bring in a rookie. He's never played down in the NFL. He's got to earn it, right? He's got to earn his keep in the NFL. You don't want to just hand this rookie something and be like, oh, you know, we picked you number one. But that's essentially what you did when you traded all that draft capital to go up and pick your guy, Bryce Young, at number one, rather than, you know, waiting at, nine and seeing if a Stroud or Richardson or a Levis fell your way and you decide to pick them. Like that's what you did when you trade up, get number one, you thought there was a franchise guy. You're starting that guy week one, because there's so much excitement, whether you're in North or South Carolina, there's so much excitement and people are going to be tuning into their cat cave every Sunday afternoon to watch the Carolina Panthers, but they're wanting to watch Bryce Young. They don't want to watch Andy Dalton. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I mean, I'm not really sure there's much much more to say here. Uh, it's it's going to be his his show. They've got plenty of young guys surrounding him with the veteran leadership that is on this team between you've got guys like uh, like Adam Thielen and and of course I can't say his name and he was he was my tight end. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Um, yeah, that was you, your that was your uh, yeah. game talk, wasn't it? Listen, I've been under the weather for about a week, so my brain is not all here. Uh, but I digress. There's a lot whoa, of. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Are you under the weather like every week now, or? I'm not sure what that's referring to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's been yeah it's been rough, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, with the veteran leadership that can help guide him as far as how he's supposed to behave. And not that he needs the help. I mean, he was a great presser guy when he was at Alabama, but he's going to get the keys to the keys to the car. This will be his program. This will be his team. 
uh, once we get into fall camp. Now we talk about some, I guess I don't want to say some new new faces and new places. We don't want to talk about people they're surrounding him with. But the Carolina Panthers gave tryouts to former Gamecock greats. Well, Gamecock greats. Listen to me. I told you my mind's not here. Former Panther greats, Ricky Prohl and Kevin Green, giving tryouts to Ricky's son, Austin, and Kevin Green's son, Gavin. Kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this. I mean, I don't, I don't want to call it nepotism, but I was wondering your thoughts on giving former le- former legends of the franchise tryouts here in 2023. So I'm not necessarily against it, okay? I mean, Austin Prohl, you know, he played in the XFL, and he didn't do terrible for the St. Louis Battlehawks. I mean, he had, what, 25 catches, 200-some yards, and a touchdown in, what, nine weeks or so like he was really good so with somebody who's covered the xfl extensively on my on my other podcast austin prole looked great to start the year uh st louis had back-to-back weekends to start the season where they needed miraculous comebacks in order to win those games to start off two and zero. austin prole played a huge part of them now again his, his statistics this year weren't great 25 catches 223 yards one touchdown he did have some two-point conversion catches worked in there. And if you're unfamiliar with the XFL, they didn't kick extra points. You had a one-point conversion from the two, a two-point conversion from the five, or a three-point conversion from the ten. And A.J. McCarron, quarterback of the St. Louis Battlehawks, looked Austin Prohl's way quite a bit this year. Uh, but his, his stats, uh, underwhelming to say the least. Uh, not to mention, I mean, their wide receiver room is pretty, pretty deep at this point. Would you, would you correct? Would you, would you agree? Yeah, I don't know if you uh, caught my dog in no, the background. No, he's, he's excited about it too. He's excited <laughs> about the wide receiver depth in Carolina. But, but uh, it, it's it's very interesting because like you can't really, you know, yeah, two hundred some yards and touchdown, twenty five catches. That's a, underwhelming when you're posting those stats in about, you know, 10 games in the NFL. But XFL, you know, is it really that underwhelming? And this is exactly what the XFL was made for. Like, XFL was made to give these guys a second chance. Yeah. I mean, your dog's excited about the second chance for these XFL guys. Um, When you look over at Gavin Green, the son of Kevin Green, uh, played played his college ball, it looks like Southern Miss – and then it looks like Central Mississippi. Um, I, I couldn't find a lot on Gavin Green. It looks like I've got some uh, season highs. Uh, he had six tackles in the game in, in November of 2021. I'm looking for his career statistics. For his career, he played uh, 28 games. He had 31 solo tackles finished with, it looks like, 52 total tackles. Uh, it looks like half a uh, half a sack. Uh, to th- I, don't, I don't know exactly what this reads. Anyway, uh, Kevin Green is one of my favorite Panthers of all time. Uh, we'll talk about that later in the show. Spoiler alert, um, dude! I don't like. Spoilers. I know. I know. Well, you just got one. Uh, call me Paul Heyman because I'm I'm dropping spoilers over here. Um, Kevin Green is a legend in pro football. Panthers football, 
I did not know that he had a son playing football. Have you have you seen any of this guy's work? Like, do you, what's your thoughts on Gavin Green coming in and trying out coming so seemingly out of nowhere? So when you told me about this Gavin Green guy, okay, I was like, I I didn't know Kevin had a son who was playing football, so I had to look him up. And by looking him up, I saw that he played at Southern Miss as a freshman in 2017. Okay, so if you do the math, 2018, 2019, 2020, probably a senior that 2020-year, you know, then eligibility gets away. But there's not a lot on Gavin Green. So I don't know if he got his dad's genes and just hasn't been, you know, explored or discovered yet. It's weird. and But especially like training camp, you just need bodies, mini camp bodies, preseason bodies. And then at the very end, you know, you're cutting down to your best 53 players. I I see no problem giving Prol or Green an opportunity to make the team. Like, yeah. if, if they're the second-gen stars, you know, give, give them a shot. And if they can't earn their way onto the roster – by the end of August, then that's on them. I mean, listen, in fairness, uh, Gavin Green, it's hard. It's really hard to come in the come in behind the footsteps of a legend. Like Michael Jordan's sons did not make it in, in basketball. Uh, Bronny James committed to Southern Cal. So we'll see how he, how he looks in his year in college basketball this coming season. It's hard to follow behind somebody. As the kid of a superstar, King Griffey Jr., Gavin and Craig Biggio come to mind uh, from a baseball standpoint. Um, it's going to be hard for Gavin Green to be able to remotely try to fill the shoes of his father. And I don't think he's looking for it, uh, but it will be. I will be curious to see coming from the mind of such a brilliant defensive mind that was Kevin Green. Maybe they're sort of getting him to sort of maybe see if he wants to play, see how he plays. And if not, maybe they work him into like a coaching role. Maybe he's an assistant coach for the linebackers and he gets into coaching because that's what Kevin Green was doing late in his career before he unfortunately passed. So I digress a couple of, a couple, like you said, new bodies. Now we talk about new bodies after the, the weekend of the first rookie training camp, the Panthers went out and signed five new players, three, not including the tryout for Austin Pro, three, our former XL players who played in the XFL this past season, linebacker slash tight end. That's right. Jordan Thomas uh, played linebacker in the XFL this season. Wide receiver Gary Jennings, also of the XFL, played again, uh, just like uh, Austin Prohl for the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, you've got a defensive end, uh, Antoine Jackson, who also played in the XFL and then a couple of a couple of players who who have some experience uh, either in the NFL or as an undrafted free agent and wide receiver Mark Marquez Stevenson out of the University of Houston. He's played a few years in the league, bouncing around try different different practice squads. An undrafted free agent, offensive tackle B.J. Wilson played some Division II uh, football. You talked about bodies. Do you have any expectation, more specifically the XFL guys, any expectation that these guys actually make the roster come this fall? So I'm okay with opportunity. Why why not, right? XFL, you know, that's and I just mentioned it a couple minutes ago. That's why you're brought into those scenarios. And this, if a lot of XFL players make NFL rosters this year, 
that's going to help the XFL tremendously. Like college players, if they go undrafted in the NFL and they can't make a team, they're going to want to go play for the XFL and prove themselves because they're seeing that as a successful avenue. But with all that said, I don't know if you need a certain position where you need quote-unquote bodies. And the one position I'm starting to lean against is wide receivers. Okay? Because they got so many rostered. They got so many rostered. And Austin Pearl's one thing, you know, if you want to bring in other, but bringing in these additional guys like Jennings from the XFL Battlehawks, like Stevenson, I mean, because you look at that receiver room, you got Shy Smith, Demir Bird, LaVisca Chenault, Adam Thielen. You got Jonathan Mingo. I think Thielen's going to be able to help coach these guys. He's going to serve as like a player coach almost, kind of like Udonis Haslam's done for the Miami Heat in the NBA. But, oh, my gosh, man. Like, there's a point where you need your rookie quarterback to get consistency with the guys who are going to be on the field. You didn't even mention DJ Chark. Who's a new addition? And Terrace Marshall. Yep, there's plenty of wide receivers. It's it's sort of surprising to me that they let Austin Prohl try out that they're they're they've signed Gary Jennings and Marquez Stevenson for, for nothing more than depth. I mean, if you, we talked about XFL players coming in, and you know what happens if a bunch of them sign? The Denver Broncos signed former they call them former Cowboys quarterback and Bengals running back, but both played significant roles in the XFL this season. Uh, ben DiNucci was the quarterback for the Seattle Sea Dragons, who led the right. league in passing. He uh, went now to on, Denver, right? Yep, the Denver Broncos signed him today, as well as running back Jaquez Patrick. Uh, and both of those guys, especially DiNucci, DiNucci lit it up in the XFL this year, and he's getting his chance to be the backup in Dallas at this point, obviously, or in Denver, I'm sorry. Now, what's what would be hilarious to me is if another Seattle quarterback – came and took the job from Russell Wilson. Oh. Uh, like like the pro bowler Geno Smith did essentially allowing the, the the Seahawks to move on from from Russell Wilson this past season. And Russell Wilson, if he played like he did last year, going into the season and Ben Danucci comes out and he's able to throw bombs like he did in the XFL, I would love to see Ben Danucci take that job from Dude. from Russell that, that would be nuts. But like going back to this receiver thing, because I just yeah. I had to look at it and pull it up to see how many receivers there are. There's Demir Bird, DJ like Charles, yeah. Gary Jennings, Terrace Marshall, Jonathan Mingo, CJ Saunders, LaVisca Chanel, Shy Smith, Marquez Stevenson, Adam Thielen. We're up to 10 now. And then we got Josh Van, Preston Williams, Derek Wright. We didn't even mention Austin Prohl, who uh is coming in try for out. tryout. Like, this is – that's like 14 receivers, man. And if you had an established quarterback – like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't – I'm still beating this, you know. I love dead it. horse. But, like, come on. Like, you have, like, Bryce Young in a pivotal year where you can win the division. You, you don't know, like, who your receivers are going to be. Like, you know, you have – Adam Thielen pretty much is your one. Jonathan Mingo should grow into a one, but he's your two right now. And then what do you what are you going to do? Like, I'm assuming Terrace Marshall's going to be your third receiver, maybe Chark. 
But then, like, come on, guys. Like, are you going to give these receivers enough reps to where they can actually prove themselves? Like, this is – Listen, I'm I'm going to cut you off here because I don't think Mingo is your number one or your number two. I think you're going to see – I'm gonna th- I'm 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 calling it right now. First of all, this is either a make it break it year for Terrace Marshall, or he'll get cut before the before the season starts. I think you're gonna see if if Chark can get healthy and stay healthy, you're gonna see Chenault and Chark be your one no. and two. No. Yeah, oh, listen, listen. No. You, okay, no. we that's fine. You can disagree all you want. I'm calling for Lavisca Chenault, DJ Chark to get those those top two receiver spots with Thielen. As your your de facto number one, but he's going to be your slot receiver, right? He's going to be your guy, like the tight end blanket that, um, and I've already I've already lost his name again. Hayden Hurst will be, Adam Thielen will be that security blanket at receiver for Bryce Young. Now, what what I'm I'm going to harp on for a second because I I mentioned it almost every show. If I'm nothing, I am a homer. Three of the wide receivers you called out are former Gamecocks and Shy Smith, Demir Bird, and Josh Van. So. Um, what I would like, so, so my prediction is you're going to see Chenault and Chark, if they stay healthy, they're going to be your your starting starting core receivers. Maybe throw Mingo in there too. But that's, that's who I think is going to lead this team in receiving this, this coming season. Now, what I would like to see is Shai Smith take that next step and become your de facto, maybe your number three receiver, your guy that can interchange with Thielen in the slot. Um, but I, I don't see Terrace Marshall being being the guy that step up. I think of the receivers that came out of LSU, the better ones went elsewhere in Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. And there's no knock on Terrace Marshall. He does something that I could never do. He's bigger than I will ever be. <laughs> He's made more money than I'll ever see in my lifetime. Um, but this is this is a make it or break it time. If he especially with the 14 some odd receivers that they are either trying out or rostering right now. If Terrace Marshall does, Marshall does not come out and wow people in in this this training camp period and into fall camp, it's 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 sort of the the end of the line for him. I mean, listen, the Panthers traded their their present to get their future in Bryce Young when they let go of Christian McCaffrey and now you're going to have to see them decide is Terrace Marshall our present and future? And if not, maybe it's time that we end that relationship. And and regardless of who else is on the roster, I don't think you're going to see a guy like Gary Jennings. We talked about Austin Prohl stats. Gary Jennings in six games only had 11 catches for 149 yards and three touchdowns. He also had a, a six carries, 46 yards. But Dude, if we're, if we're bringing up those stats, then Chenault didn't do much better. Like Chenault... Chenault I just was banged up, up all last year. 27 catches, 272 yards. He missed and one like touchdown. Half, he missed over half the season. He, he barely played last year. He played 13 games last year. And you know sparing, what? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Games. Okay, no, no, okay. 13 games. Okay, so the, all right. He played 13 games. He played sparingly. And who did he have throwing games. the ball? Who did he have throwing the ball to him? Okay, but you're going to have a rookie oh, no, quarterback nothing. throwing you the ball. And Jennings had Jennings had AJ McCarron, a career backup in the NFL, starting in the XFL, throwing him passes. And I'm not listen. My point is, I didn't, let, let's go. Let's back, let's go back a second. Gary Jennings is not going to come in and take Terrace Marshall's job. I'm just yeah. saying that those are the kind of guys that are that are getting opportunities in Carolina right now. Now you want to talk about Chenault playing in the NFL versus Jennings playing in the XFL and Chenault's stats being staggeringly resemblant. 
of Gary Jennings. No, Gary no. Jennings had a better quarterback throwing him the ball than Carolina had on the roster last in year. In the XFL. But my point is, like, your take on Chenault being, like, the one or two option in Carolina over Jonathan Mingo or Adam Thielen. Like, that, that is not for right, but that's out of pocket. Listen, listen, I'm not saying that he's better than Thielen. I'm not saying that he's going to get the number one receiver over Thielen. Thielen is the de facto number one. But in this offense, I don't see Thielen being the guy who's going to run the seam routes, who's going to run the deep post. Thielen is going to be your mainly your slot receiver, the security blanket for Bryce Young, along with Hayden Hurst. So that's where I say you're number one. I'm talking about your X receiver, your Z receiver, like the guys on the outside. Thielen is not going to be your deep-burning wide receiver. LaVisca Chenault and DJ Chark can't. That doesn't mean that I think Chenault and DJ Chark are better than Thielen. I mean, again, Thielen's old. He's declined over the last few years. But I don't see Thielen being that burner type that that I'm going to catch everything you throw to me. I'm always going to be open. And again, I'm not saying that Chenault will be. What I am saying is that I think Chenault and Chark, if they can both stay healthy with a good quarterback, they can be productive one and two receivers. I mean, do you have you, you threw Chenault stats at me? What do you have for Mingo? Well, Mingo's a rookie. My point exactly. But it's it's here, it's here's here's why they picked him. Like you, this is the recipe. You get a rookie quarterback, you know your first round pick, and you put a receiver in the second round so you can have them grow together. That is your future. Young to Mingo is your future in the Carolina Panthers organization. Dude, DJ Chark's not that old. Dude, stop letting your Detroit guy come into this. Like, DJ Chark DJ and LaVisca. He's only 26. Okay. It's not, it's not like what he's he in his done? 30s yet. What has he done? He was banged up in Detroit last year. He was great for great. Okay. He was great in Jacksonville. So, freaking Blake Bortles or whoever throwing the ball down to him. He was fine. But so Jacksonville's telling, a dumpster fire. So you're telling me right now that you're going to put your investment into Chenault and Chark when you just told me they both have injury history and both get banged up pretty easily over Jonathan Mingo and Adam Thielen. Listen, you're getting it twisted. I never said that Carolina is going to invest in them. I said That's what you're doing by putting them on the field with your rookie putting, quarterback. If they're the ones that are going to be the best players that is going to set you up but for a chance not. to win, then you do. How do you know that? We haven't, we haven't seen him practice yet. We haven't seen him hit the field with Bryce Young yet. Again, We've seen Lamont, them hit. Hit me, hit me, Levis stats again. Hit me, you got those stats readily available. Yeah, I still got, with, I still got those. Hit me, hit me with the stats again. Thirteen games. Okay, thirteen. Twenty-seven I, catches, two hundred seventy-two yards, one touchdowns. Do you know how many touchdowns Chenault has in his entire career? Three years. You're, he, you're, again. Yeah, he's only been in the league three years. So, how so, many? How many you think? I'm assuming three or four. Oh wow, it's actually six. He overachieved okay. your expectations. The again, you're, again, you're you're taking this you're taking this into a different direction. Lavisca Chanel, you you threw out his stats last year in Carolina when he had Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, uh, no knock on PJ Walker, who was also a previous star in the XFL before COVID shut the league down. Um, but those three guys. We're only looking for Christian McCaffrey and only looking for DJ Moore. Neither of them are there anymore. 
there is there are balls to be shared in this offense. Now, Jonathan Mingo, sure, he's a rookie. Shai Smith was a rookie a few years ago. They didn't have a they didn't have a quarterback to throw in the ball. How do we know? How do we how do we know or not know if all of a sudden now with a with a legitimate quarterback, Shai Smith can't come in and be the superstar? The same thing can be said for Terrace Marshall. The fact of the matter is, yeah, you bring in Mingo to, to build the rapport, to build the relationship. Hopefully, Mingo can be your future. But right now, especially if you talk about winning the division this year, which is what we are hoping for for the Carolina Panthers, considering that there's besides Derek Carr, the only the only person to be hopeful for in this division is now Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. How can you not take veterans, be it three years, five years, ten years, whatever? How can you expect a rookie quarterback to go in and not trust a guy like DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault. Again, I'm not saying that Adam, they, they signed Adam Thielen to a, to a, what, three or four year deal. Adam Thielen will be your guy. He will be your guy that Bryce Young is looking at when nobody else is open. He, him, and again, him and Hayden Hurst are going to be the go-to guys in this offense. But when it comes to deep threat, when it comes to building some relationship, when it comes to building a a core for this offense, I didn't say they will. I say they could. LaVisca Chenault and DJ Chark, to me, I am more hopeful for than anyone else in this offense. I mean, I, again, I would love to see Mingo come out and be, listen, I'm, I'm a homer. I want to see Josh Van Demir Bird and Shai Smith on the field all at the same time. I want to see the, the, wide, the, the Gamecock wide receivers all on the field at the same time. I don't think it's going to happen. But I do think at some point this season, we will see the former Jaguars AFC Championship receivers, receiving core, LaVisca Chenault, DJ Chark, along with Adam Thielen in the slot, Hayden Hurst lined up at tight end, Miles Sanders in the backfield, Bryce Young on this side, and that's gonna they're going to run an offensive play together. The, the five of those skill players will be on the field at the same time. So we'll just have to agree to disagree. This has been a great debate. I, I you believe said, that. If listen, you believe off, that, it's fine. Off, off the air, <laughs> hey, I was it's, listen. It's May seventeenth. When October seventeenth rolls around, five months from now, are you going to admit you're wrong on the cat cave? Are you going to admit that I was onto something when we see the depth chart? I will have to. Chart? This yeah. this is a bad idea. Okay, I will have right. to. Whatever. We're we're running short on time. I, I didn't think we we're going to be able to fill thirty minutes. Uh, we got one more one more bit of Panthers news here. There is uh, said to be an open competition for the kick, re- kick return and punt return duties. Now, they did not mention names, but there was an article uh, that saw the guys practicing over uh, in the kick return, punt return avenue. And some familiar names, running backs Raheem Blackshear and Chuba Hubbard, along with wide receivers Shai Smith, LaVishka Chenault, and Zamir Bird, all lined up for, for kick return, punt return duties. An open competition here. Now, you're going to have to be a skill player if they're going to trust you to return kickoffs and punts. So of these five guys, five guys named, who would you like to see returning kicks and punts this coming season? After this debate we just had, I'd rather Shai Smith or LaVisca Chenault return kicks and punts because you know what that means? They're stuck on special teams and they don't have a prominent role in the Carolina Panthers offense, just like Jonathan Mingo will have. And 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 if if Shy Smith, I think they brought Shy Smith or Demir Birdie in to like eventually like be the return guy. I think well, I think that's going to be one of their roles. Demir but Bird, I like the open was, competition. 
Yeah, Demir Bird was the return guy a few years ago when Cam Newton was still there. He is known for having speed. Uh, he's, again, uh, he was a speedy receiver in Carolina, South Carolina, that is. He was a speedy guy and for, for all the teams he's played for. But, again, he's got a problem staying healthy and, and getting the ball. So I, I truly think that Demir Bird will be your return guy this coming season, which is fine by me. I'd love to see Demir Bird return a kick or a punt for a touchdown somewhere throughout the season. Uh, Michael, we're up against it real quick. Uh, I don't know if I want to waste the time on this today. You know what? I, I, I said we can do a little promo for next week. Yeah, next that, that's a good idea, Michael. On the fly, on the fly planning. Next week, we're going to discuss if one of us or both of us has a favorite Carolina Panther of all time. And uh, maybe we'll have a, a little semi-discussion about who those players are. Uh, we'll, we'll save that for next week. Uh, for this week, uh, we're not going to sign off quite yet. Michael, tell, tell the folks where they can find you and your content. Yeah, so the Drop the Mic Wrestling podcast dropped this afternoon at 2 o'clock. Uh, we're going to talk about my live experience in Raw in Greensboro for Monday Night Raw with my buddy. Uh, and then I'll also be talking about some AEW and debuting a nice little uh, gift to the show. Uh, Ryan already knows what that is, but you want to check that out on Tobacco Road Sports Rage YouTube channel. And then this Friday, we're going to be live at 4 o'clock. I have a lot of thoughts about John Morant, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers might make another appearance on Out Pocket at 4 p.m. If you missed that, you got to go check it and see what I'm talking about. But, Ryan, where can they find you? Uh, your guy, Bully Rye, as I'm as I'm uh, so finally called on, on my show, Tap Outs and Touchdowns. I'm on Twitter at Tap Outs and TDs, Facebook.com, slash Tap Outs and Touchdowns. We always talk in wrestling once a week. We got the football shows on Thursday. Uh, Baker, Bill, and I will be discussing, uh, possibly discussing how bad the USFL continues to be. We're going to be discussing the XFL championship game that took place this past weekend that allowed those last two teams players to go and, and try out for some NFL teams. Uh, and we're going to next week, I know on next week's wrestling show, we're going to dive into the career, uh, career trajectory, if you will, of one Trish Stratus, the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, one of the greatest women's champions of all time. But Michael, that's all the time we've got on this show. I hope you all have enjoyed the, uh, the debate that Michael had about Carolina wide receivers coming into the season. I mean, they got plenty of them. I so can't wait can, to hear the comments saying Michael was right. But We can continue to speculate, but I digress. Hopefully you've enjoyed this week's Cat Cave. For Michael Davis, it's Ryan Frick, and we'll see you next week on the Cat Cave, a Carolina Panthers podcast presented by the Keep Pounding Podcast Network.